Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Hey everybody, it's Go Your Own Way again. I don't know why you'd expect anything else, because you clicked play on this podcast. One of these days will surprise you and it'll be something else. I really don't think you should alienate our illiterate readers, or listeners. We don't have many illiterate readers. I don't know what to say, so I'll say my name. My name is Peter. You guys can say your names, too. I'm Jen. I'm Eric. So, Birdland. That's a story. We are at... We are possibly at the end. (laughs) I feel like... We just need to push through, even if it goes a little bit longer than usual. I think we just need to push through and get it done tonight. I think so. Because the author, Brendan Patrick Hennessy, at some point in this stream of episodes was listening and said it was about halfway through in the fourth episode. Yeah. So this should be the the finale of this eight-part series. I think this is the longest story we've ever done. I think it is. I know early on we did a pretty long one. I think the one on the island only went like four episodes. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're right. Phoebe McGee, the lighthouse one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was only four. Holy crap. I remember that being like forever. It felt like forever. That's because it felt like forever. Yeah. That's true. We were but young adventurers unaccustomed to the times that brings back memories it was a good story though i liked it Mm. it's a little bit slow moving but anyway we should probably not spend time talking about things that are not the story right right so if you listeners want to follow along go to the url birdland.camp and you can continue on where we are if you've been following along this whole time. Otherwise, just sit back, relax, and listen to our voices. <laughs> oh, I forgot. So last time, we... I don't remember. Something happened with Belle. We got to hang out with her at nighttime by the empty fireplace. Or whatever it's called, fire pit. Yeah. And something happened. <laughs> Or we, nothing anyway, happened. Maybe. I don't remember what happened. Still haven't gotten laid. Right? What is the point of summer camp? She still hasn't figured out she's a lesbian. That's the problem. Bell's and Belle won't do anything because she's all, oh, you need to figure out what you want. And she's Instead all, of showing us what we want. Yeah. Right. And she's all wrapped up in her old friend, I think. Well, anyway, my memory is shit, listeners, but clicking on the story, now I remember that we're starting with what I with what I assume is the last bird dream. Because it's black. Because it's black instead of pink. So, I don't know what this means. I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. As always, listeners... These pages are in dialogue thingies. So I will continue being you, the main character. Bridget. 
And someone should be the bird on this page. I can be the bird. Okay. Uh, Let's see. That night, you dream that you are in the middle of an empty gray plain under an undulating black sky. The only thing for miles around is a gray replica of the campsite you just fell asleep at. You see yourself and Belle cuddled up next to each other on the ground. A familiar bird approaches. Hey! He doesn't seem interested in you. Hey, you, bird guy. No response. You aren't going to ask me anything? There is no need. All necessary reference material has been gathered. Reference material? Affirmative. Our understanding of your society's culture and legal norms is sufficiently comprehensive. For the time being. He walks past you towards a swirling white vortex in the far distance. Wait! He stops. State your job title. Ooh, we are clever. (laughs) Uh, The bird very slowly turns around. You see the faintest hint of a grin flash across his beak. Expropriator. He bursts apart into hundreds of small black feathers. You watch them as they blow away in the wind. And as you're looking up, you realize that the throbbing blackness above you isn't a cloud at all. It's a flock of birds, millions of birds, completely blocking out the sky, all flying towards the vortex. Ew, throbbing. (laughs) Oh, what the hell? Oh, Jesus! It disappeared! So, that page did not translate to a podcast very well. Basically, we click next to continue the dream. There is an entire wall of text half of which just said feathers, feathers, feathers. But then within a second or two, it disappeared. So, we're apparently we're getting woken up by Belle. Bridget! Bridget! Are you okay? You wouldn't stop thrashing around. I thought you were having a seizure or something. Uh, I'm fine. Why am I covered in dirt? Probably because we slept in the dirt. Belle likes it dirty. <laughs> um, right, sleep. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, I think we need to get back to camp. Uh, uh. Is it me, or are things really quiet now? No wake-up, Belle. Which is ironic, because we were woken up by Belle. Ha ha ha. Maybe we're up early? Belle squints at the sun. No, we're not. You enter the main camp, passing through the junior boys section first. Seriously, shouldn't we be hearing people at this point? Before this point, something is definitely off here. We walk past cabin five. A bunch of boys are sitting on the steps, silently staring at us. There are loose black feathers all over. Okay, that's a little creepy. I think we should get back to our section right now. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, We pick up the pace and head to the senior girls section. 
On the way, we keep passing by more silent campers covered in feathers. So, listeners, it's our first choice. We can say what's going on. Or I think I might know something about this. I think I know. I so incredibly want to be validated for continually going. Oh my god, people, don't you see weird shit happening? <laughs> mm. I think it's finally appropriate for us to say something. Yes. See something, okay. say something. <laughs> Belle, there's something I need to tell you. Um, now might not be the best time for this particular conversation. No, listen, it's about the feathers. I've been having these... Oh my god. We see Mackenzie sitting on a stump, staring vacantly at nothing. There are feathers all over her. Mackenzie, what's wrong? Say something. Belle waves her hand in front of Mackenzie's face with no response. Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. Oh, God, it's all real. Okay, calm down. We just need to find, um... There's no one. The counselors are all birds. Bridget, don't freak out on me here. She puts her hands on our shoulders. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but Logan's still normal, right? We just need to find Logan, and he can get help. Okay? Uh, I... I... Come on. Stay with me. Bill grabs our hand and runs down the path to the main lodge. On the way, we see Zoe, Liz, and a bunch of other girls from our section, all just as catatonic as Mackenzie. When we get out to the main lodge, there are dozens of campers sitting there in the same state, along with most of the missing directors and section heads. The tailors are stand standing under the flagpole covered in feathers. Oh no. It's okay. We're okay. We're just keeping our eyes out for Logan. There, look. She points over to the steps of the lodge. Logan is standing there with his back to you. Belle, I don't know. Logan! Logan! He turns around. He does not have a normal look on his face. Shit. Ambulatory humans. The other counselors walk up beside him. Heather Rope says, outside the deployment radius at the time of incursion. Cassidy Woods says, No matter, they pose little threat. Alicia walks up to us. We take a few steps back. A most intriguing scenario. I had been wondering where this specific human being was. Troublesome even while conscious. You're you're the bird from my dreams, aren't you? The main bird. Incorrect. I am the human designated Alicia Sale. I was born in the 1997th year, and I am skilled at operating the wind-propelled aquatic vehicle. Bridget, what's going on here? Oh, now she asks. <laughs> now, so, she's point, been on vacation. Well, she was so busy staring at our body, and she didn't take a moment to appreciate our brain. But now's our chance to prove ourselves. And then she will love us. Hopefully. Um, we can say, I don't know. They've been using me or we're in serious trouble. 
They've been using me. That might be the best answer. Do we know that we are in serious trouble? Oh, we are I definitely mean, in serious trouble. Oh, we trouble. are in such serious trouble. But I mean, what are they doing to the people other than just making them, them zombies? But when you think about it, aren't we as humans just zombies anyway? <laughs> we are all slaves to the physical laws of the universe of which we are created. Yes, Peter. Zombies don't fuck. Well, Jeez, that was the worst mental image I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I've got my uh, first tattoo all laid out now. <laughs> Zombies don't fuck. Good lord. Um, so I guess we'll tell Belle that the birds have been using us. Yeah. Okay. I think they've been using me for something. I started having these dreams a few days ago where everyone talked weird, and then all of a sudden the counselors started talking weird too, like in real life. Whatever took them over, I think when I'm dreaming, they're reading my thoughts, or they're using my brain as a doorway or something. I don't know, but they're not human. Okay, I'm starting to think I might have underestimated the seriousness of this situation. Almost certainly correct, but also irrelevant. We are now in total control of this summer camp, and you will be neutralized immediately. So we can ask the bird slash Alicia Sale, what have you done to everyone? You can't do this, or you won't get away with this. I, I kind of want to go for the cliched, you won't get away with this. Yeah. Just because? I, I, yeah. I'm feeling classic. You'll never get away with this. There's more humans than just us. They won't... On the contrary, this is an entirely legitimate outcome. Through our observations of human custom, we have discerned the following. So Dan Canoe says, First, that a species of lower cognitive function may be subjugated to a species of higher cognitive function for purposes including but not limited to consumption, transportation, service, and garment making. Second, that younger humans are inferior in rank to older humans. Third, that humans with superior strength and ability may legitimately exercise control over those with inferior strength and ability. Fourth, that legal authority is defined with regard to controlled land. Fifth, that conquest is a valid form of land acquisition. Shit. Through the exercise of these principles, we have secured legitimate control over this area, and therefore it has become ours. The human sovereignty over this summer camp is a terminated concept, and those humans that will not become vessels for bird consciousness will be eliminated as a matter of principle. So wait a minute, they... They wanted to rule us, so they became the counselors at a summer camp? Yep. Cool. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> there is no more waiting to be done. But there's a custom you're forgetting, a legal thing. Bell shoots us a confused look. Alicia arches an eyebrow. We... We have to do Summer Camp Olympics. It is too late to try and deceive us, human. 
It's the truth. Whenever there's a dispute at a summer camp, you have to hold this big sporting thing to settle everything once and for all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Summer Camp Olympics. Definitely. It's a tradition. And also, it's like in all the camp movies, if you've been reading my mind, you know it's true. The counselors consult with each other. And then Logan Crafts says, The human does speak the truth. You have experienced this memory? I have. It is as she says. Two groups participate in sporting events simultaneously, and the group with superior skill is the victor. Its narrative import in human mythology is frequently paramount. A complication. I do not approve. It is concordant with the third principle. According to the information I have gathered, it seems to be an annual occurrence at this location. We are the most skilled humans in the vicinity. Our victory is such a contest would be assured. Very well. The human being named Bridget Layside. We are obliged to act within the legal framework of this culture, and so we shall do. A summer camp Olympics will be conducted and control of this area will be transferred to the victor. The bird grouping will consist of the six counselors that stand before you. The human grouping will consist of you. I hope for the sake of your species that you have been thoroughly training over the course of the summer. Well, shit. <laughs> yep. Well, we're, def- we're, uh, we're officially in Space Jam now. We are so fucked. We still haven't figured out how to freaking canoe. Well, we have an update on our stats. Our serenity is very heightened. Our alacrity is now very lowered. Our vigilance is now heightened. Our melancholy is now very heightened, as always. Our tenacity is now normal, and our guile is now heightened. Woo, team guile. (laughs) So now it's July... July 19th, morning swimming dock. We are holding onto the side of the dock, listening to Alicia explain the rules. A handful of catatonic campers watch the proceedings from the diving tower. The initial round of the summer camp Olympics procedure commences momentarily. This will be a competition to depart from your current location and arrive at the opposite end of the swimming enclosure in a minimal amount of time. The individual to arrive in the least amount of time will receive the first of six points. Our teeth chatter. Cold this morning? Is it ever not cold in here? No, I guess not. Do you think you're ready for this? So we can say, as I'll ever be, or not really. I want to be confident in front of Belle. I want to be confident. Fake it till you make it. That's right. Ready as I'll ever be, I guess. She shoots you a thumbs up. That's the spirit. TJ Swim points at us from the lifeguard chair. I am the human designated TJ Swim. I am the most (laughs) skilled at immersing myself in water. He dives off the chair and lands in the water. And then Alicia Sale says, excellent, this is the moment of commencement. 
TJ furiously kicks off from the dock and starts swimming across. So we have five different swimming styles we can do. Based on our alacrity and tenacity, we cannot do front crawl or breaststroke. Due, due to our serenity, we can do backstroke. Due to guile, we can do butterfly. Or we can do doggy paddle. I don't know if backstroke is a good idea. I don't know about you guys, but when I do backstroke, I tend to go crooked. Yeah. Mm. And, like, I kind of feel like serenity is not the stat you want to lean on to win a physical challenge. Probably not. Like, maybe in canoe or sailing, where we need to stay calm, but I feel like right now, that is not the way to go. Uh, No. Nope. And also, doggy paddle is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think our only option is butterfly. Are we going to be a, a butterfly for Belle? It's right. <laughs> you kick off from the side of the dock and start doing what you think the butterfly looks like. <laughs> You're moving forward, but slowly and awkwardly. Before you can even get a third of the way across, TJ has already reached the other side. Alicia Sales says, Victory has been accomplished by the human-designated TJ Swim. A point is awarded to the grouping containing the human-designated TJ Swim. You slap the water in frustration and swim back to the side of the dock. Well, Christ. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. That was just the first round. I would like if that was Spell's response, just like, god damn it. (laughs) So our response can be, we don't have that many rounds left, or swimming was one of my better ones. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Those are both We are so screwed. No, we're building suspense for our big comeback. Yeah, except that we've been... Absolutely horrible at literally everything we've done at camp. Pretty much. Maybe the the last round will be all or nothing, and it'll be... Arts and fun- crafts! Our, our, no, I was going to say our function will be a human lesbian. And then we win, <laughs> because the birds don't understand it. Yeah, I feel like this ends with us the, being the Terminator sinking into molten metal, giving a thumbs up as we die horribly. I feel like that's going to be the basic tone of the end here. Hmm. Well, we better find out. So do we tell Belle that we don't have that many rounds left? Or swimming was one of the better ones? I don't think swimming was ever a good one. I don't think it was. No. I'm just... Let's just say we don't have that many rounds left. Yeah. All right. So we climb out of the water and say... There are only six rounds, Belle. First one's kind of a big deal. Don't count us out just yet. Some of the counselors walk over. On the contrary, that would be the most logical course of action. (laughs) Dan Canoe says, We are the most skilled humans in all areas of competition. All future rounds will likely follow this course. Man, whatever. Get out of here. We shall do exactly this. Proceed at once to the area designated 
nature area. <laughs> they all turn to leave. Cassidy Woods says, I look forward to my impending victory. Hmm. Alright, so now at the nature area. You and Cassidy Woods stand next to each other in the middle of the woods. Alicia Sale stands before you, pointing at the ground. The second round will be a straightforward grub-finding competition. The finder of the most grubs is the winner of the grub-finding competition. Damn, I knew we shouldn't have skipped out on grub talk. So how come we have to do all the the, the things? Doesn't Bella have to do some too? Nope. We're the protagonist, Peter. Mm, all right. So we can say, can't we do something else or okay, whatever. I want to, I mean, I, I think we have to do this, right? I mean. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking that if we do okay, whatever, maybe they'll eat the grubs and they won't count as being caught. But it also might be worth it to give some pushback, like. I'm sorry, can't we do some other thing? Always be fighting. Okay, we can try that. Okay. Woo! Hey, can't we do anything else? This isn't normal camp stuff. Specific competitions were not stipulated in the official rule set of the Summer Camp Olympics, as described to and understood by us. Grub finding is an activity which falls under the category designated nature. <laughs> Thus, it is valid for these purposes. But we don't do grub finding. That's what I'm saying. Then you are certain to starve regardless. We can say this isn't fair or let's just go. It's not fair. It's not fair. This isn't fair. Yeah, you're messing around with the rules on the fly. How are we supposed to compete? On the contrary, this is an absolutely fair competition. The individual of superior ability engages in a contest with the individual of inferior ability, and the person of superior ability is victorious. A scenario of this type will commence momentarily. This is bullshit. <sighs> Whatever, let's just do this. Very well. We get down on the ground and put our face right by the dirt. Cassidy Woods points at us. I am the human designated Cassidy Woods. I am the most skilled at continuing to live within a woodland habitat. <laughs> she joins you down on the ground. The participants are prepared. Now commence the behavior. Cassidy buries her head in the dirt. So we can dig through the dirt carefully on account of our vigilance, or we can just put our head down and go for it. Well, here's what I'm thinking. She's using her head and not realizing that human heads don't do digging very good. Mm, good point. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. So you think we should dig through the dirt carefully? I think so. Okay, I like that logic. We start nudging dirt aside with our nose. Anything? I don't even know what a grub looks like. They're like little worms, I think, but smaller. 
You look over. Cassidy's already picking stuff out of the dirt with her th- with the teeth. Ew. The other counselors nod approvingly. We can give up or just go for it. Fuck it. Let's go for it. I don't want to give up. It's dumb. You shove your face into the dirt and start rooting around. Almost immediately, your mouth fills up with dirt and you start choking. You get up and start coughing and spitting it out. Belle comes over and hits you on the back. Bleh. Belle looks at you. You shake your head. She nods. All right, whatever. You bastards win this round. All right, midday at the ropes course. You stare up at the low ropes course. This is not going good, Belle. Not ideal, I'll admit. There's so much better than me at all this stuff. We're just going to lose. Don't think like that, okay? Kinda hard not to. There's still four rounds left, right? We can start our comeback now. With climbing? You know I can't do this. No, you're afraid of doing this. That's two different things. Easy for you to say. She takes our hands. I'll be right with you, guiding you along, okay? Okay. Just please don't let my head explode. I promise I will not let your head explode. We strap on our helmet and head to the start of the course. Belle stands by at the side, ready to be a spotter. The first individual to reach the opposite end of the lower ropes course structure will be the winner of the third round, and they will earn a point accordingly. Heather Ropes points at us. I am the human designated Heather Ropes! I am the most skilled at elevating my body through the manipulation of simple machines! Alicia nods. The round will commence at the termination of this sentence. Heather bounds over to the ropes course, but then just stands at the entrance. So we can't push her aside because we don't have enough tenacity. Although that would have been a good thing to do. We can slip by her on account of our guile. Or we can ask for clarification. What? Slip by her? Team guile! Yes. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. We tap Heather on the shoulder. She moves to the side a little, allowing us to slip by. Thanks. You slowly walk up the stairs and take in the first section. It's a wide swinging plank suspended by ropes. You tap it anxiously with your foot. Compatriot, why have you not yet engaged in the rope climbing activity? I cannot proceed. I require an additional individual. (laughs) But you are the most skilled at this activity. An additional individual would be of no benefit. I agree fully. However, it is mandatory for every individual to be followed by an auxiliary on the ground whose purpose is to prevent death. (laughs) Bell pats you on the leg. Okay, good. At least we've got a head start. That was my whimper. <laughs> um, so we can't take it fast because we don't have enough alacrity. We can take it slow because of our serenity. 
or we can take it exceptionally slow. I mean, I feel like slow is probably better than exceptionally slow. I think so, too. You take a deep breath and then step out onto the platform. Your legs are shaky, but you grip onto the hand ropes for stability. Alicia and Heather keep talking as you slowly but surely make your way across the plank. I will serve in the purpose of auxiliary human. Heather Ropes is still not moving. Very good. You glance back at them for a second and then keep pressing forward. An auxiliary individual has been assigned and yet you still do not proceed. What is the reason for this? Only one individual is permitted to occupy one portion of the structure at any time. (laughs) Bridget, did you hear that? Not really my main focus right now. She won't go up on the course as long as you're on there. You just have to get to the end and you win. Doesn't matter how slow. Huh, okay, that's actually good. Uh, you get to the end of the plank and then hop onto the small wooden platform that separates the first and second sections. First section vacated. We may now proceed. She climbs over the plank in a matter of seconds. Awaiting vacation of second section. Alicia watches you intently as you look out over the next section. It's a Burma bridge, a single foot cable with two hand ropes on either side. That sounds terrible. Okay, this is basically the same as the last one, only there's less of it. So we can run across, which does not sound like a good idea. No. This is a single cable. I think running would be bad. Yeah. Walking, walk, we can walk across, which has to do with our guile, and then we can crawl across, which has to do with our melancholy. I don't think crawling across makes any sense. No, we got. We should walk. Yeah, yeah, that seems like the way to go. Team Guile. Team, Team Guile. You take a deep breath and step out onto the bridge. You stumble a few times, but manage to get to the next platform in one piece. See, there you go. Nothing to it. Yeah. You look out over the hanging tires that make up the next section. We can sit down and scoot across, walk across, or swing from tire to tire, which is connected to our guile. Team guile. Team guile's Guile's working well. Pretty well so far. I think that might be the way to go. Let's do it. Okay. These are tire swings, right? Right. So, like, I swing on them? I guess. You leap onto the first tire. You feel kind of queasy as it swings back and forth. God, why the hell does Zoe think this is so much fun? You swing onto the next tire. Alicia frowns. I grow concerned. By what means will we achieve victory in this situation? (laughs) Victory is not attainable so long as the human individual remains on the structure. Uh Why did you not inform me of this possibility before we proceeded with this activity? The purpose of the instructor is to impart knowledge of relevant rules and regulations to the campers. 
you are not a camper. Therefore, the aforementioned function does not apply to our communications. You swing from the last tire to the platform before the final section. You reach out for the monkey bars. God. Last section. There's literally nothing to stand on this time. I won't let you fall, okay? You better not. You grab on and start swinging across. You're barely up there for a minute before you start to feel your fingers trembling. You feel like you might slip at any moment. Well, shit. Well, shit, listeners. We had two options, hang on or slip, but due to our tenacity not being good, we can't hang on, so all we can do is slip. No! You feel your grip start to loosen. I'm slipping. (laughs) Belle runs over and tries to push one of your legs up. The other leg just kind of dangles there. This is the part where I die. Belle kind of holds both our legs now. I got you. I got you. Doesn't feel like you got me. Just. You flail around for a few more seconds and somehow end up sitting on Belle's shoulders, hands still on the bars. Is this not a violation? It it does not appear to contravene any regulation I am aware of. Only one human is in operation of the structure. The second human is merely in operation of the first human. (laughs) Belle trembles. You good? Not really. We're not very thankful for Belle's help. Nope. You grab the bars in front of you and pull yourself ahead. Belle walks under you. You get to the last bar and let go. You throw your hands up over your head. We did it. (laughs) Yes, we did. Can you get down now? Oh, yeah. Uh, You try to slip down gracefully but end up pulling Belle backwards. The two of you tumble onto the ground and she lands on top of you. You okay? I am never going up there again in a million years. She she laughs and rolls off to the side. You see Alicia looming over you. You are awarded a point. I would recommend enjoying the sensation of temporary victory, as it is unlikely to be repeated at subsequent events. She and the other counselors walk away. She's a real buzzkill, huh? So listeners, this is a side note from Peter. This final recording that we did of this story um, went on for about an hour and a half. And since we don't want an episode that lasts that long, uh, I decided to uh, split it into two different episodes. So catch us next time for the real, real finale of Birdland. For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening.